I think we all accept the historical fact as Christians that Jesus Christ, although fully and completely God, was also completely man, that he came at a specified time in history, that he gave his life as a ransom for you and for me, but something wonderful happened thereafter. He was taken um, into heaven itself. And the reason why this was the case was that he had completed his work on the earth. It was done. It was completed and finished. And as he was himself fully and utterly God, he went back to, to be with God and to heaven itself. And from there, his work has not come to an end. For we find in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, what it says is this. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. He sustains everything by his word. Things don't happen only by chance. They happen because Christ makes them happen. You and I have life today. Every breath you breathe is because God gives you that breath. He gives you the uh, food to eat in a world where there is great poverty everywhere. He gives you a roof over your head. He gives you friends. He gives you a person to love. And for some older people, he gives us children. He gives us grandchildren. He gives us everything that's worthwhile having in this world. He gives us everything. Of course, it's absolutely true what he says in Matthew 5 and 45. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. He is so gracious. He is so kind. He is so wonderful that even if you do not acknowledge what he does for you, he still does it. He still gives you the very best of himself so that you might have a life worth living. Isn't he absolutely wonderful? So the first thing I would share with you this evening is this. What does he give? He gives you life itself. Don't forget to thank him and praise him for that great privilege. But what else does he do? Well, the, the verse that uh, um, we were looking at is Acts chapter 2, verse 33. What it says is this. Exalted to the right hand of God, as we've just been saying, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit, and he has poured out what you now see and hear. This, of course, refers to what happened on the day of Pentecost when the Spirit of God was given to the disciples. Now, Jesus had told uh, his disciples that he would give them the Holy Spirit before he left. For example, we find in John chapter 16, verse 7, what he says is this, But I tell you the truth, he's speaking to his disciples, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come. But if I go away, I will send him to you. Isn't that absolutely humble of Christ? How humble is he? He says that it is better for you that I should go away, that you might receive the Spirit of God. And isn't it a great humbling of the Spirit himself? part and parcel of the character of God in John 16 verse 14 he says the spirit he will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you and the purpose of the Holy Spirit coming was not that the Holy Spirit might speak about himself he came to bear testimony to Jesus 
And that's what he does. He points all men and women to the Lord Jesus Christ in his humility. He never speaks about himself. Now, you might wonder, um, why is that the case? Because remember, the disciples had been with Jesus for three years. They had heard all his words. They had seen all the signs and miracles. In fact, some of them had actually, with his grace and help, had performed miracles themselves. They knew everything. And yet Jesus says to them, tarry in Jerusalem. Wait there until you get the power of the Spirit of God. You see, as John 16 and 8 tells us, when, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. It is the Spirit of God who does it. It's not you and I who do it. It doesn't matter what theology you have in your mind. It doesn't matter if you know all that there is. Without the Spirit of God, you and I could do nothing for this world. That's why the Spirit had to come. It is, of course, our privilege. What a great privilege we have as Christians that we can tell others about the Lord Jesus Christ. But it is Christ who builds his church and not even the gates of hell shall prevail against him. It is Christ who is giving this. What does he do? He gives us the Holy Spirit. What for? That you might be a witness to everyone about Jesus Christ, the living one. We need the Holy Spirit. So what does he give? He gives us life, yes, and all this fullness. But he also gives us the very Spirit of God that we might be witnesses of him throughout the world. And finally, what else does he do? Well, there's a lot more he gives, but I don't have time to go into all the details. I'm sure you'll understand. What he does is this. Uh, let me just uh, read Romans 8.16 to you, for example. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his suffering in order that we may also share in his glory. He makes us, he gives us an inheritance which is forever, which will never fade or die because he loves you that much. In fact, did he not say quite clearly to his disciples in John 14, verse 2, in my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you, I am going to prepare a place for you. Well, what does he give you? He gives you an, an eternal inheritance. You are co-heirs with him. You are sons and daughters of the living God if you put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. What an inheritance. Who can give you any more than that? Are you living for him? Let me finish off with this. Let us hear the word of God. We find this in Revelation chapter 21, verse 2. I, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who is seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down for these words are trustworthy and truth so what does jesus gives you let me summarize he gives you your life the life that you're living today he gives you the holy spirit that 
by his grace you may take part in building the eternal church forever and he makes you his son his co-heir that you will live with him in heaven forever and ever and ever there is nothing more wonderful than that may his name be praised